just before I humbly call your attention to part two of our message for this great, great conference to celebrate 40 years of God's kindness, to celebrate God's grace and victory, faithfulness, supplies. We cannot thank him enough for all what he has done for us. Bishop Musa and your great wife, thanks for emerging in this manner to teach the whole entire body of Christ in South Africa, Africa and beyond that Shkwembu Shakensiwa. In essence, that is what Bishop Musa and his wife are saying to us all. Shkwembu Shakensiwa. It is not by might, it is not by human power, it is not by human geniusness, it is by the Spirit of the Lord. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord as I attempt to deliberate on the right way to respond to God concerning what God wants to do in our lives. Allow me to say a few words on the word new thing. You know, we live in a sensational world unstable world where people have a hunger, thirst, passion and desire for new things whether they are right or wrong as long as they are new but let me call your attention to the new thing we are talking about it is from God, the source. God will never give you a wrong thing. The media can. Education can. Religion can. And earthly music can. That is why you must come with a new thing every day in order to get the attention of the world. The things that the Bible addresses as new things, they are not actually new. They are as old as God himself. The Holy Spirit is not new. Yahweh, Jehovah, and God is not new. Christ is not new. The kingdom of God is not new. The Bible is not new. God has been there all the time. We must look to God for freshness. We must look to God for strength, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We must look to God for revelation that makes the word of God real in our hearts. We must look to God for power to energize us as his body to do his will. 
when you are in God's will, when you are in God's plan, when you are in God's purposes, when you are in the kingdom of God, when you are in the word, you are very close to experiencing the new thing that God has for you. The right way to respond to what God is saying in the church today, a lot of it is locked in Christ himself. Remember, Christ is the head of the church. And remember, Christ said with his own lips, I will build my church. Remember that the Bible says, no power of Hades, no power of hell will ever succeed against the church of Jesus Christ. And the reason is very clear. You don't have to go deep in the word. It is simply that Christ manufactured the church by his birth, death, resurrection, and ascension. The body of Christ is different from a social club. It is different from the United Nations, SADC, African Union, or governments. The church of Jesus Christ is his. People have been trying to kill this church. They never succeeded. I have two churches running in Russia. They don't even have a name. They are just a fellowship. Because when I went to preach in Russia, it was after Gorbachev and, 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 and the American president in Geneva agreed to open the doors in Russia. I was one of the first black except Sunday, the bishop knows him, who went there with the kingdom of God. So in Russia, it was not a luxury to be a Christian. You would be killed just for being found reading the Bible. But right in Russia, the church is alive. No one will succeed in destroying and killing the true organic body of Christ. We don't have to live a life of fear for being Christians. Our God is bigger than the devil. Our God is bigger than all the organizations of the world. And today, we can agree in our spirit with the theme of this conference. Yahweh, God, Jehovah, will do a new thing. Just take that little word, will. The will of God will always be done on earth. Regardless of, of the devil and all the fallen angels that were fired together with the devil from heaven, the kingdom of God will always prevail. The will of God, God's plan, God's purpose, 
will always prevail. You should not get confused by the media portraying all negative things. It is true, but the body of Christ is strong. And you don't measure the strength of the body of Christ by numbers. Even where two or three are gathered in his name. God is there in his full presence. That is why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if they were here today, they would tell us, God was with us in a burning fiery furnace, which was heated seven times. If Daniel was around, he would tell us, we survived hungry lions. They didn't do me any harm. When you are in God, you are safe, I tell you. In order to experience this blessing, God will do. It is called the new thing. But the actual new thing is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Whatever they do to us, it becomes new. Take salvation. Salvation has been there ever since Jesus died and resurrected. A person who got saved in 1960, like me, I got saved in 1960, and a, a sinner that gets saved today in 2023, it is the same salvation. When I got saved, that thing called salvation, it was a new thing to me. And to the person who gets saved today, the same salvation, it's a new thing to you. We are not the origin, originals that manufacture this new thing. This new thing is from God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Kingdom of God, the Bible, the finished work of Christ. You will experience a new thing. And yet it is not new. In order for us to remain open for this new thing God is doing, number one, there must be a continuity in the apostles' doctrine. I repeat that, a continuity in the apostles' doctrine. Never, never underestimate the five ministry gifts of Christ. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. If all these five ministry gifts of Christ were to be restored to the modern body of Christ, and all these gifts are active, I tell you, we would experience new things every day, every week, every month, and every year. There are three or four layers of leadership in the body of Christ where we can look up to for the source of this new thing. The first one is the Trinity. Genesis 1.26, you and I are made in the image of God. And that image of God is in all human beings, the over 8 billion people of the world. But the reason why you and I are born again, are blood-washed, 
and we have experienced the power of the cross and we have crossed from death to life, the reason why we experience this newness, it is because we accepted what Jesus died for. We accepted what Christ died for. We, we, we sometimes call it the finished work of Christ. The unsaved person is also made of the same material as me, the image of God, is in all humanity. That is why racism and tribalism is sin. But the reason why you and I enjoy these new things is because the image of God in us has been revived, has been renewed. I was addressing a, 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 a dinner of some United uh, African Union uh, gala dinner. They just asked me to share something on leadership. And I called their attention to why leaders can't lead today. It is simply because you are a secular leader and you are leading people who are made in the image of God and you don't know how to relate to that image of God in people. You have your university degrees, you know management planning, organization, administration, strategizing and setting goals, and you know different styles. There are about between 12 and 13 different styles of leadership. You know them all, but you still miss the target. That is why I believe strongly that we should pray for the restoration of the five ministry gifts of Christ. Because they are the leaders who originally were handpicked by Jesus himself to lead the church. And they don't lead the church by their titles. They lead the church by their function. Leadership is not a position. Leadership is, is a responsibility and accountability. Leadership is not a title. Leadership is function. Leadership is not a portfolio. Leadership is the spirit of a servant to serve God and his people. Leadership is not a profession. Leadership is a calling from above. The, the five ministry gifts of Christ are associated with the owner of the church. And they are called and sent by God. What do apostles do? They lead, they preach, they plant churches, they establish them, and they lay a foundation. That is why in the body of Christ, Christ is the rock, he's not the stone. He is, he is the, the, the rock upon which you and I are built on. And the apostles, and the Bible, and the kingdom of God. We should pray that in the body of Christ, we will have a Christ-like foundation. The Apostles' Foundation, the New Testament Foundation, that foundation is strong. Nothing can remove us from the truth if we are built upon that foundation. My worry 
in our contemporary world, and I have traveled the world enough to know. I have preached in many big mega churches all over the world, including Yangichos Church. You will always notice that when the, the, the leader or the founder dies, there is a lot of shaking. And sometimes the, the sheep scatter because they don't realize that they are not built upon a human being. They are built upon Jesus the rock, the foundation of the apostles, the foundation of the word of God, the foundation of the New Testament pattern. That is why the church is not mine. It belongs to Jesus, the right owner. You know, you will sometimes hear uh, these young pastors who emerge today, and when he's angry, he fires some members of the church. He says, if you don't agree with me, pack and go. This is my church. This is the church of Jesus Christ. He was born for it. He died for it. He resurrected for it. He ascended up into the heavens for it. And he will come back again to fetch his church. You better be ready. Because not long the trumpet shall sound. The gospel is, is spreading all over the world more faster than any other time. Through technology, social media, literature, tracts. This is time for the church to be strong. And we will never be strong if we are built on human personalities. We must be built on Jesus the rock, not on Peter the stone. We must be built on the word of God, not on my books. I have written 41 books, good books, they are bestsellers, but they are not the Bible. There's only one Bible. And the Bible is divinely inspired. My books are illuminated. They may have a bit of human mistakes. But Australia the Bible is the word of God and what I like with the Bible heaven and earth shall pass away but the word of God shall stand throughout eternity and the word of God is alive it's powerful it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces and it divides. If you don't believe that it divides, ever since you got saved, all your friends you used to sin with, they disappeared. They no longer fully appreciate you. When they gossip you in your absentia, they say, hey, Brajo, he's, he's, he's suffering from everlasting loneliness. <laughs> he's even scared of taking a can of beer. He's ever at home with his wife. Baru Bari these days, when you stay at home. Because the way the world thinks, it is not the way the church thinks. Yes, sir. 
when you are in Christ and you are built on the apostles' doctrine and the apostles' doctrine is built on the rock Jesus, you will stand no matter what. I got saved in 1960. I'm still standing. <laughs> I've been married to my wife, Tandy, for 51 years. We are still lovers. I will never listen to this sensational uh, system that works through the press, magazines, and television that will tell me your wife is outdated, you must get a new one. <coughs> Many people changed wives because the newspaper said. A strong article will tell you your wife is too short, you must get a tall one. <laughs> what has height to do with marriage? Don't believe everything that you read because you are looking, you are looking for a new thing. And the world will always bring new things every week, every month. Every year, even your clothes. You can throw away all your clothes because the fashion industry brought something new. The shoes I'm wearing, I have had them for the past 12 years or so. Even if they bring another new shoe with another new name, I will ask myself, is it better than my old one? My old shoes stood the test of time. It's a good leather. That is why I am glued to Tandy. She's 77 years and she's still kissable. for the sake don't hope from one church to another one ministry to another because you are looking for a new chorus a new way of praying for the sick. Especially these preachers would delight in seeing people falling when they are prayed for. I'm a Bible teacher. Falling when you are prayed for is not necessarily healing. You fall because that place at that time is saturated by the presence of God. And the, the flesh and human feelings are foreign to sublime and divine power of God. But when you fall, it is your attitude towards the power of God. But the actual healing is not from the falling. Because if Jesus was to pray for you and you fall, he would still say to you, arise and walk. I don't mind even when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, 
we, 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 we dance, we have a laughter, or we fall. As long as you get up, you walk straight. You know, that is the issue. We, we need apostles. We need true prophets. Prophets who will refer us back to where newness is found. A true prophet will always say, Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the word of God. Thus saith Christ. Thus saith the Holy Spirit. You must never exclude God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and the Bible in that new thing. Don't rush and run around looking for new things. You won't find them. The ones that you will find, they are fakes. Somebody said, some lady said to my wife, she wanted counseling from Tandy. She said, I am worried. Tandy asked why. She said, you know, when these big preachers come from uh, other parts of Africa to South Africa, when they pray for me, I fall. When local pastors pray for me, I don't fall. And this, 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 this is, uh, this, this reveals the ignorance of the word. And if you travel around in Africa, you will even hear this propaganda that preachers in, in South Africa, they, they, they are not as spiritual as us. When they pray for people, they don't fall. When I pray for you, I don't want you to fall. I want you to be healed. And you know, the reason why more women fall than men when they are prayed for, especially single parents, they enjoyed after falling to be carried, you know. <laughs> to be carried. It, it is nice to be carried. Maybe if I was a lady single parent, I would also fall so that I am carried. The things of the flesh is flesh. The things of the spirit is spirit. If you want God to do a new thing in your life, point number two is integrity. By integrity, we mean character, the fruit of the spirit, self-discipline, self-control, and self-respect. Because if you have the fruit of the spirit, you will have genuine patience to wait upon the Lord, to renew your strength. You know, the reason why we get into false doctrine, we want this quick, quick thing. Yeah, we don't want to wait upon the Lord. You must belong to a local church where you will undergo Bible studies and be taught, you know, expositorily, verse to verse. You should be strong and be rooted in the word of God. And number three, the local church. I am pro-local church. I am pro-local pastors. If you are saved, you shouldn't just belong to the universal body of Christ that consists of uh, born-again Christians 
who are scattered like the 12 tribes of Israel. You must belong to a local church. You must have a pastor. You must submit under leadership. You, 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 you must be rooted in Christ. You must be built in Christ. You must be established in the faith. You can't be established in the faith while running around, moving from one revival to another revival. When you hear there is revival in Nigeria, you run there. When there is revival in Ghana, you run there. Zambia, Malawi, Zimbabwe, there is also revival in South Africa. And number four, if, if, if you are really serious about experiencing new things, my definition for new thing is freshness. It's what God gives. Even if you don't know what it is, how it works, but as long as it is from God, it won't do you any harm. If, if you don't believe me, when I got saved in 1960, Jesus got into my heart. He never operated me in order to find a way to in my heart. When that good thing happened to me in 1960, it, it is a miraculous, mysterious salvation. God does not do damage in you in order to get into your heart. It is like after the resurrection of Jesus, the disciples locked themselves in a room. Jesus got in, the windows were closed, the doors were closed, and all of a sudden Jesus was in front of them. He said, peace be still. Some of this... Some of these new things that God do in our lives, they are mysterious. Take marriage for an example. God takes a woman who is different from a man, a man who is different from a woman, and God binds them together mysteriously to be husband and wife for life. And yet they are not the same their feelings, their emotions, their perceptions, their definitions, their values, their interpretation is not the same. But marriage works for those who allowed God to do a new thing. Only God can do a genuine new thing. The other new things I am skeptic about them. I examine everything. I don't swallow everything. So what will help you to receive the right new thing? It is when you are in fellowship in a local church. You will be guided by pastors, elders, and fellowships in the ministry. And the, the other one is, is, is Bible study. Did you know many churches, many local churches, they don't have a Bible study. They just come together to celebrate, to, to encourage each other. The, we must sit down and be taught the scriptures. Less noise, more learning. Have a pen, make notes, have different translations of the Bible. You must know your legal rights in the Word. You must know your legal rights in Christ. You must know your legal rights in the Holy Spirit. You must know your legal rights in God the Father. And you must know your legal rights in the local church. When I am sick, the Bible says I should call upon the elders. 
The Bible gives directions in everything. If you are a married man, the Bible says one thing to you. If you do that one thing, it will renew your marriage for life. If you are a married man, the Bible says to you, love your wife. Why just this one thing? Love your wife. What does the Bible mean by loving your wife? It means you must love your wife the way, the way your wife perceives love. The way she understands love. The way she defines love. The way she wants to be loved. If you love your wife with your Shangan love, Zulu love, Swazi love, Bedi love, you will miss the target. And the Bible also say one thing to married women. It is our books that has got many, many, many things, including new things that cannot be really proved in the word. The Bible says to married women, submit to the leadership of your husband. Just by honoring your husband, respecting Loyal to him, you are on your way to newness in marriage. <clears throat> and the other one is baptism with the Holy Spirit. God cannot comfortably do new things in your life if you cannot see God spiritually and hear God spiritually. That is why the Bible says, he that has an ear, let him or hear what God is saying in the church. We need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The modern church, we, 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 we don't do things sometimes like we did in the, in the, in, in the 60s. We used to fast for 15 days, go to a mountain just with a tumbler of water, pray. And we were full of enthusiasm, zeal, uh, liveliness, bold. And God filled us with the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, which we received so many years back, it is still new even today. And the Holy Spirit guides you, the Holy Spirit leads you, and the Holy Spirit also teaches you to, to, to sit under ministries. You don't tailor yourself. We are under the kingdom of God. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm coming to a tough one. We must also pay the price to hear from God. Hearing from God is not cheap. You must be ready and be willing to be persecuted and to be misunderstood, to be misdefined, to be looked upon, to be looked down upon, and to be jailed, even to be killed. You know, the, 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 the days you and I live in, especially in South Africa, our constitution, it was supposed to have been written for Westerners, not Africans. There is nothing Afrocentric in it. There is no Pan-Africanism in it. It, 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 it. it sets you free. No breaks. A constitution, yala. Aina te brigi. Yoko jela ku famba. Diana inkwasu. Yenda inkwasu. And it is one of the most revered constitution. Wherever you go, 
uh, internationally, they, they will tell you, you have a fantastic constitution. But if I can tell you what our constitution allows, you will fall on your back. And more things will be done through parliament and be passed. And I have decided in my heart that I will not practice some of those things. I am ready to go to jail. Because I want, to, I want God to continue to do the, a new thing in me. You must be ready to pay the price for knowing God. That is why Paul said in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him. He never regarded himself to have arrived. We should desire to know God better than any other time. Because we live in a perverted generation. South Africa, you can see, she's no more the same. Under the cloak of freedom, it is what I call a freedom without freedom. The only freedom you can bank on, it is the freedom from Jesus Christ. Because when the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed. That is the freedom I appreciate. We need to pray for God to give us guts to stand for what we believe. And lastly, unwavering faith. You know, we talk about faith, and I have been preaching for over 55 years. I lectured in Bible colleges and Bible schools. I get perturbed when, when people talk about faith. They have faith for a Mercedes, but they don't have faith to walk. The Bible says we must walk by faith. You only have faith to, to claim a Mercedes. One young man, young preacher, hurt himself. He went to uh, a showroom where Mercedes cars were displayed, and uh, he pointed one particular Mercedes. He says, I claim that one by faith in Jesus' name. And he kept on moving. I claim it. He was moving alone. The Mercedes was not moving. If you want a Mercedes, you must pay bugs, you know. You, you don't buy it by movements, by claiming. And we must be careful of these people who claim. They will one day claim my, our wives, you know. Don't claim what does not belong to you. Claim any other thing, but not Tandy. Tandy is mine. I did not claim her, Kizagid. 400 rand. Your congregation bishop is laughing. 400 bucks. They don't know it was a lot of money. Tandy and I were married by Nicholas B.H. Bengu in his biggest church then. And the reason why I paid 400 bucks, I bargained. Yeah. price I told them,
my wife can tell you, I convinced them. Then I about 400 to 400 bucks. And I, hold, I have the whole tandy to myself. You must use faith the right way. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You can take God at his word by faith. There are over 8,000 promises in the Bible for grabs. And you, you can have faith for salvation. Faith for sanctification. Faith for justification. Faith for propitiation. Faith for righteousness. Faith to move mountains. By mountains we mean challenges. Not necessarily Kilimanjaro and Mount Everest. You can also trust God by faith for material things. But you must first of all Seek the kingdom of God first. And the other blessings will follow. Friends, as we celebrate 40 years of God's great grace on Grace Bible Church, let us also ask ourselves as individuals, did I celebrate when God saved my soul. It was at Orlando Stadium last Easter when Bishop Musa mentioned that 40 years I broke and he came to help me. I became emotional. I, I, I said to myself, I did not thank God enough for having saved my soul in 1960. All the blessings that God blessed me with today, money, cars, house, property, education, it comes from salvation. The biggest thing that can ever happen to you in a lifetime is to be saved. Is to have your sins forgiven. And in heaven, we will not go there with all the things we have been blessed with materially. But allow me to to just pray for you, to, to discover that thing called salvation, forgiveness of sins, crossing from death to life. And it will be the biggest discovery of your life, and God will keep it new every day. You cannot compare it with any other material blessing. To know God is everything. To be born again is everything. Uh, you know, we are carried away by different styles today of doing things. But salvation is not a new thing. It was manufactured 2,000 years ago when Jesus died and resurrected. And in all the six dispensations, everyone who gets saved in every dispensation experiences that new thing. That is the mystery of the gospel. You don't have to close your eyes. But if you want me to pray for you, to experience this new thing, yet so old, just raise your hand where you are. I will pray for you. Wow. I can see hands all over. Bless you. 
Bless you. Bless you there. A new thing. I never thought I would be a preacher. In the 50s, I had a band of my own smoking dacha, breaking shops, because I hated poverty. I wanted to get money by stealing, doing all sorts of things. But after salvation, God gave me so much without stealing from anybody. And once you allow this good thing to happen to you, you will see many good things happening. And the, the, the things, the new things, does not originally come from you. It comes from God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Bible, the Kingdom of God, fellowship, the Apostles' doctrine, that made them to, to even die for what they believed. And if you want God to do a new thing in your life, just say, here am I, Lord. There is rustiness in me. I am becoming careless. Revive me again. Renew me again. And I, you don't even have to wait for the morning in order to experience, to experience freshness. That newness can come even in the evening, daytime, in the morning, because God is there all the time. The newness comes from him. All you who raised your hands, stand up. I want to do a short prayer for you. <clears throat> Bless you. Bless you. Wow. Bless you. Bless you. You know, accepting this new thing, yet so old, is so simple. All you do is to accept that you are a sinner and you cannot save yourself. The Bible says all have sinned. And number two, accept the fact that you must obey God. You must accept salvation the God way. You cannot buy salvation through your money, position, or anything. It requires repentance. And to repent is so easy. You just tell God that I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Please save me, Lord. You will begin to experience this new thing. It will start in your heart in a form of joy. A joy undescribable. The joy of the Lord. And that joy of the Lord will become your strength. And that joy will not allow you to be away from a local church, you will like to hear more about what will make you new and new and new and new. Amen. 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 Write their names in the book of life in heaven. To experience this new thing that has come to us through the birth, death, resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus. And as we continue to celebrate these 40 years, bless us with joy. Bless us with happiness. Joy and happiness that comes from your hand throughout these years. And we thank you for these blessings. 
in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless your hearts.